0: What up, what up, Wholesale 2 Million family, man, I got a powerhouse interview, and this guy, man, he will rip this up, and he will drop some bomb, diggly bomb, dude. <laughs> just make sure you get your pen and your paper ready, because um, to take notes, man, and dude, it was such an honor to, to, to have him invite me onto um, his channel, and he, he, he said so many kind things, and man, his energy is just there, and dude, this guy, legit legit, and don't quit, man, and um, I think just within a very short period of time, man, my man here, Aaron, was able to, what, generate half a million dollars in wholesale fee, is that correct, bro? That,
1: that's right, that's right, yeah, and uh, our first year, in our first year of wholesaling. Dude, yes, sir. That is,
0: that is freaking insane, I remember my first year of wholesaling, man, I think I did, uh, maybe, maybe, I think, maybe, maybe 200, maybe. Dude, you're dude, you're crushing it, bro. So, i
1: i I'm not gonna lie, I've had I've had an amazing team, and, and I've had I've had you know a uh, uh, core group of, of people that I've looked up to that that have helped us along the way. You know what I mean? So we, we can't take all the credit for it.
0: Man, you guys, this what I like here is dude, people that are successful, man. Dude, summer's summer cocky. This guy right here, man, extremely humble. I love it, man. So he's going to drop some bombs. I'm going to, for those of you who don't know who he is, man, God, you're about to know who he is because he's about to blow up on the internet tape. So Aaron, I <laughs> mean, would you share with everybody, man, kind of a little bit of your, about your background and uh, a little bit of your story, man. Give us the dirt, bro
1: sure 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 so so um just a, just a little bit about me it's funny man whenever people ask me this question i, I always feel like all right wait where where do i go there's a million bajillion uh, places that that i could i could go just as a uh as as a little a little snippet i i was i feel like i was given the entrepreneur bug before i knew what entrepreneurship was mm. because even though we're not going to get into all the ugliness and craziness that, you know, my family and, you know, we all went through growing up in the neighborhood we grew up in and all that crazy stuff. And, and you know, my family being div- my mom and dad being divorced and all that crazy trauma and all that. But what I would what I would do want to touch on is the fact that my dad, despite all of those crazy things, he implanted in me a desire to be a leader. And. I remember from a very, very young age, my dad sitting me down, and we would go for walks all the time, or we would go for drives, you know what I mean? And my dad, in the midst of all the craziness going around, he would say, What's your name? And so you gotta understand, my dad's from the Caribbean. So so British Honduras, Belize. So so it's very, very Belizean to have to have long names, right? So my name is Aaron Solomon Alexander Bevins. And so my dad, he would always ask me, what's your name? And so I would tell him my name and then he would break down why he gave me the names. Aaron was in the, in the scriptures. He was a speaker. He was able to, to, to speak and articulate words and spoke in behalf of, of Moses, right? Moses might've had a speech impediment. They say, and Solomon was one of the wisest men in the scriptures. And Alexander was a military strategist. And so, you know, being, being five, six years old, hearing this from, you know, your dad, it's, it, it does something to your psychology. Now, at the time, I didn't know, I didn't know what was happening because I was still very, very insecure. I, I was very, very insecure um, most of my life. But all of those things started to come back later on in life. You know what I mean? And so I feel like, I feel like the, the seed was planted then though. He would always, always tell me that. And so he always gave me nuggets like that, that I, that I thought about. So fast forward to, I'm 23 years old. I just recently got married and I am a painter. Okay. Now, not an artistic painter, I'm painting cabinets and walls, you know, on construction sites, right? Making minimum wage. And I'll never forget, you know, my, you know, I'm, I'm married about a year. My wife has always been an entrepreneur. Okay, she, mm-hmm. she owns a hair salon. So, so, so uh, actually it's a bridal hair and makeup studio. And she, anywhere she goes, you put her in a market, she's going to dominate that market. I mean, talk about marketing, talk about, you know, grit, hustle, grind, just uh, picking up uh, uh, adaptation. She's amazing what she does, right? I, I wasn't raised that way. So, so we're a year married. I'm 23. She's 22. She already has a booming business. I'm painting. Now, obviously she didn't marry me for money. You know what I mean? I was broke. <laughs> Maybe it was your painting skill bro. Hey, bro, it might have been, it might have (laughs) been. And, and so, and so she, she, she comes home one day and I'm, as per usual, I'm, I'm already home before her and I'm chilling. I'm watching TV. She, she, she walks in and I'm like, what's up, babe? She's like, I want to talk to you about something. And I'm like, dang, you know what that means. And they say, you know, I want to talk to you. Okay, man. All right. Turn off the TV. What's going on? You know, what's up? And she said, I don't like the way I'm starting to feel about you. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And she said, you know, I'm not materialistic. It's not about the money. It's not about, it's not about any of that. She said, but every year since we've been together dating, my business has grown. I feel like I have grown. But I feel like you are in the very same place as you were when we first met. And she said, not that it's about the money, but doesn't that, doesn't that rub you the wrong way that you're in a position where if you died tomorrow, your employer would literally forget about you and probably not even write me a condolences card. You can be replaced. That doesn't, that doesn't rub you that, that, that with the same time that you spend doing this, you can be doing more, maybe making a little bit more impact and maybe we struggle a little less and man, let me tell you, bro, that that if like as a man, as a man, it's already hard enough to take criticism. That's the first thing. Number two, to take it from your wife. Number three, to basically call out your ability to provide. But but then but then say it's not even about that. It's about your character. So you can't even say, "Oh, I'm not gonna take it personal." Like, nah, it's personal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so that that was tough. That was tough. And and from that moment, from that moment, because I'm very competitive, I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna front. It caused some issues. I was very very angry. I was angry, and that's and the way I dealt with it was just you know I was furious. But once I really sat down and thought, and it took me a while, I'm not going to lie, I'm not trying to paint this picture of, oh, it's all flowers and roses. It took me a while because, you know, I'm still very young, very immature to get over. I had a little bit of resentment for that, but when I sat down and thought about it, I said, man, you know what? She wasn't trying to humiliate me. She wasn't trying to come for me. She wasn't disrespecting me. She could have done this publicly. No. She told me, I think you could be doing more than what you really are. She saw potentially me that I didn't see in myself. And from that point, I said, well, I'm very competitive. And so once I realized that, I said, okay, I will make it so that she never has to work. If she does, it's because she wants to. But, but I, I am going to make it so that she looks up to me as the entrepreneur in the family. Competition, you know what I mean? So, so that, that, was, that, was the, that was the beginning where that fire was lit.
0: Bro, dude, that gives me that give me goosebumps and let me tell you why, bro. Dude, that's amazing. Now, Evan, you know, um, dude, Aaron.
1: <laughs> Aaron no, bro. I'm in. I don't know what's going
0: on, man. Dude, Aaron, you know the people are gonna ask you. So where can I find these kind of girls, man? <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> not at hey. the club or at the bar.
1: Hey, you know, hey, I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you. You're not going to find them at the club or the bar. You said it right, bro. It's not going to be at the club or the bar, man. Yeah. Man,
0: dude, I'm telling you, man. This this give me goosebumps, bro, because because uh, you know, same here, man. I grew up super shy, su- super insecure, and uh and uh, the one the one who tells me and and she told me straight up that I got a man up. <laughs> mm,
1: that's tough, <laughs> I got, man.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. So, um and, uh, you know, and and and, and the thing that she mentioned, too, is for our life to change, you must, like, you must change for our life to change. And because I was so shy, so insecure, bro, it was hard for me to uh, 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 to find a job. It was hard for me to, like, you know, be around people and, and things like that. But the same same here, bro. It was just a slow progress. At first, I was like, dude, you, like, you need to love me for who I am and this and that. But, yeah, man, but, dude, like. But, but you can't, like, you, you need to be, you know, sometimes people say that, but, you know, like, you, you inside of you know that you have to change, you know, like, you inside of you, you know you have to change uh, to have a better life, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a slow, you know, it wasn't happened boom overnight, but, uh, dude, uh, so after that, man, what happened next, bro?
1: So, so the the next thing we went through a rough, a rough phase, man, we went through a rough phase where I, I was, I realized that there was so much inside of me that just like you said, that had to change, bro. And it took years from that, from that point, you know what I mean? To, to, to actually exfoliate, get all that ugliness out, out, you know what I mean? And that was the beginning. That was the beginning where, where I realized, okay, this is for my benefit. So that's when the journey began. And, and I, the Tony Robbins video, uh, Tony Robbins tape, uh, CD, see, Oh, no, no, YouTube, YouTube video, Tony Robbins. Right. And he says something that forever changed my life, Kong forever, forever changed my life, man. He said, he said, you are the way you are right now because you chose to be how you are right now and who you are right now determines where you are right now. Period. So if you're broke, if you're unhealthy, if you don't like your relationship, if you don't like your life, if you don't like this, if you don't like that, it's your fault. It's because of who you are and who you are is your choice, so so he says it starts with your choice, you decided to be who you are, and then who you are determines where you, uh, where you are. And it made me so angry, man, because I didn't like the money I was making, I didn't like the ugly feelings inside of me, I didn't like the the, you know the tendencies that i had the bad habits that i had at the time. i hated i hated it I, you know uh, my 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 marriage was just is horrible and it took me a, a long time you know what i mean to to even begin repairing that and i hated everything and then now i have this man that i've never even heard of on a youtube telling me it's your fault and and so and so he said he said now there was a certain point in your life when you made the decision, you're not good at math. You made the decision, you are the type of husband you are. You made the decision, you would be broke. You made the decision. Now, it sounds weird. It sounds weird because you may say, oh, no, I never told myself uh, I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to be unhappy. My marriage is going to fail. I never told myself that I'm not going to like my health. I never said that. Yes, you did but you don't realize it because you you know you don't understand you don't you're not conscious of the the thoughts that you're saying to yourself all the time so he said i want you to, he he put a challenge two challenge two ta- challenges first challenge he said become conscious of how you talk to yourself and the second challenge is i want you to go back take an hour and go back to the moment you decided that you were less than a 10. When you decided that you were less than perfect, when was the moment when you said you're not perfect? Because this idea of perfect, we think perfect means absolute, never make a mistake, never have a pimple, never burp and fart in public, you know, never have spinach in your teeth. No, 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 that's not perfect. The word perfect, it has to do with you are able to accomplish what you're designed for. when you say oh that's perfect if the if the pole fits in the hole then oh it's perfect you put it Mm. for the fence right it's perfect no i mean if you look at microscope microscopic edges of the pole it's not perfect there's all sorts of flaws and indentations and all these bad things so it's not absolutely perfect it's perfect for the job and that's what the word perfect it has to do not absolute relative perfection means you as a human are 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 capable of accomplishing what you're designed for that's perfection right so when was the moment you decided you are not perfect that you can't do what you are capable of doing when and you go back and you find that and so i took him up on that challenge kong i took him up on that i was 20 i was 23 i was 23 and and i i i started i got a notepad and i started jotting down my thoughts throughout the day and man you would have thought that i was like my worst enemy you'll never be able to do that you're always going to be broke that's why you suck why do i always fail why i'll never be a good husband i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin my family the same way my dad left my mom you know all these things and i didn't kong i never realized it Mm. I never realized i was talking to myself like that so it all came to a head so i was doing that already for about a week two weeks right it came to a head i was about to go to the gym i was in the gym parking lot i'll never forget i still have the notebook i said i said i'm going to i'm right now right now i'm gonna i'm gonna trace it back to the day i made a decision that i was less than perfect i was less than a 10. so i went back i'm 23 years old i'm in my car in the gym, it's about, six, uh, it's about, you know, 6 p.m. Imagine the scene, right? Everybody's going to the gym right now, right? And so I'm in my car, complete silence, and I go back, 17 years old. No, I already felt that way. 15, no, I already felt. 10, no. 9, no. 8. I went back to when I was 5 years old. I won't get into it because it's a whole different, it's a very bad thing that happened to me it was in that moment, I traced it back to that one moment. And Tony Robbins says that you can trace your self-defeating attitude to a moment, a moment, he says. And, and I found mine. And he says, here's the challenge. Here's what you do. When you get to that moment, I want you to relive the moment, right? Get in the moment. And then I want you to pause everything around you, except for you. So everyone around you, The whole world is frozen except for a younger you. And he says, I want you to tell younger you the truth. Tell them, you interpreted this situation wrong. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're going to be a CEO. You're a boss. You're this, you're that, right? So I found that moment. I paused the the world around me. It was the most traumatic experience of my life. I was five years old. I paused the world around me and I had the conversation. Now, I'm not a cry. I'm very emotional. Like I get excited, excited, but I'm not, I don't really cry. I don't really cry a lot man, Kong, I was weeping, boy, because I, I knew what I could see myself, and I had never relived that moment, I had never relived that moment, and I could see it like it was yesterday, and then imagine, so I'm already crying, then Tony Robbins says, take it a step further, have a conversation with them, and talk to him and give him up. A a p- so imagine now I'm like, e- it's not your fault, you know what I mean? And and I'm weeping and I have the notepad still. Bro, t- it's it's um the lines on the notepad are all like rain, like it was rain on them. <laughs> Dude, that's, crazy. that's
0: crazy, bro.
1: Yeah. And here's the, and here's the psychology behind it. Cause I think this goes uh, good with wholesaling. I think a lot of wholesalers, if they were to do this new entrepreneurs wholesale, if they were to do this, man, it would, they would skyrocket to success. He says, the psychology is your subconscious. It does not know the difference between reality and imagination. So if you tell your subconscious enough times, the same thing, subconsciously, you will begin to believe it, even if consciously you know it's not real. So, your conscious mind, you know what you talk with, in your mind, you know, oh, I'm just using my imagination to go back in time and imagine me pause the whole world conversation with younger me and then have a pep talk. Consciously, you say, yeah, it's impossible to go back in time. Your subconscious doesn't know that. Your subconscious is recording a memory as if it's happening. So your subconscious is creating a new memory around a traumatic experience. Thus, you're able to rewire your mind. So that one, that one traumatic experience that you now have interpreted though your whole life, I'm a failure, I'm ugly, my skin is nasty, my face is, you know, all these limiting beliefs, I'll be broke, poor, negative, negative, negative. That one traumatic experience, you go back and you imagine this very real and emotionalized conversation. Your subconscious s- says, No, that happened. So guess what happens? The mind starts rewiring, and now you can boom to remove those limiting beliefs and start taking off and 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 I feel like that moment right there bro from that moment I feel like despite all the I've taken a lot of losses a lot of L's from that moment bro my self esteem has literally skyrocketed you can't tell me nothing man you can't tell me nothing
0: dude bro I can sit here and listen to you talk and talk and talk and talk bro
1: <laughs> you're you're definitely oh,
0: def- dude you, you you, you pull me and suck me into the story dude that is crazy bro
1: Thank you, Dude, man. I appreciate is, that, it. That that is crazy. Woo! I think that was the beginning. I think that was the beginning. Um b- you know, because it was the rewiring and then and then I stumbled on wholesaling and then I, I, I took it I took it and, and just ran with it, you know?
0: So so okay, so so bro, so so basically with that, obviously you, you still got so you're still getting the J O B. So tell me yep. from the moment where the wife, you know, talked to you and then mm. when did actually when did you actually stumble onto wholesaling and then took it to doing the first deal and et cetera, dude.
1: Yep. So all of these things that I'm telling you about, they're all happening in the same time, right? They're around Mm -hmm. the same time. And so, and so I had this moment and interestingly enough, when I had that moment, anybody, any, any of my friends, any, you know, anybody who's close to me will tell you, man, Aaron had, he had a different look. It was just different. You know what I mean? And Remember, in my mind, I have this level of competition, like, man, I need to find something where I can be a business owner, where I I don't, I dropped out of high school, I don't have any skills, I don't have any talent, you know, so my father-in-law, he says, he says, hey, there's going to be a, a legacy, a legacy class coming to the, uh, a hotel, a hotel near us, I said, what, legacy, what's that, and he said, rich dad, poor dad, I'm like, what's that, he's like, Robert Kiyosaki, I'm like, who's that? He says, what? Now, in that moment, my father-in-law says, man, we've already flipped three or four houses. We've wholesaled a bunch of of deals. I'm like, wholesale, what's that? He said, you know, he's looking at me like, man, you really, I I got a lot to teach you. So he says, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'll tell you if you want to learn more come with me to the, to the class. So we, so we go to the class. It's two hour thing. Obviously they're trying to pitch you for the weekend. Right? So, so all I remember on that class, because they talked about all sorts of real estate strategies, da, 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 da. the one thing I remember was the gentleman in front of the stage said that you can get started with no money, with no credit. And he said, and he said, and I was like, "What?" Because my credit was trash, and I definitely didn't have any money. And he says, in addition to that, there's a strategy called wholesaling. And and, I, and he he walks us through the strategy, how he was able to make an offer, didn't put no money down, got it under contract, found a buyer who was willing to purchase the contract from him from him, and he made ten thousand dollars in two or three weeks bro, my heart is like, I'm like, oh, from that point, I didn't hear anything else. I didn't hear anything else. And so at the very end, they said, if you want to learn more about how to flip, how to option, uh, subject to creative finance, if you want to know how to wholesale, and I'm like, wholesale, $500 for two whole days, breaking down, and I said, man, I was like, pay we got to do it. And, and we didn't have, we didn't have any money. You know what I mean? So she, she was like, well, I mean, we don't really have any money. So I mean, we can do it, but you know, we are going to be on ramen noodles for, <laughs> for, for a little while. And so, so I was like, let's do it. Trust me. Like, this is it. This is it. So we, we go to the two day course, and that was just an upsell for another fifty thousand thing and they only spent out of the two days it was saturday sunday they only spent out of the two days maybe 30 minutes talking about wholesale and they went over and i'm not knocking them by the way hey good kudos for them for doing what they do you know that that's that's their business um i'm just saying my experience um so in the 30 minutes all they did was share another rah-rah story but i'm like how do how do i find these people how do i so so sunday evening comes i'm like hey where do we where do we go for information she was like my dad talk to my dad so so i reached out to him and uh and he sits me down and he says listen everything that you need is on youtube everything that you need is on google everything and at this point we are in 2014 2015. no no i'm sorry i'm sorry this is 2015 2015 okay Now, now we, we take to Google at this time. We're in Chicagoland area. We're in a bowling, uh, a suburb of Chicago called Bolingbrook. And we start, we start learning all through YouTube and guess who the, the people that I saw on YouTube, bro. Who? It was the first people that I saw on YouTube, Tom Crow, Wholesaling Inc. Um, the one guy the one guy he has like a, a, a polish name uh, uh man i forgot his name he he good information good content and freaking oh, the you know the what ball it? Guy? yeah 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 the, the the ball guy he has a polish name and he has a like, book that like he, he has the book
0: and, and does, I, I think he has so like writing on the whiteboard, subscriber. yeah 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 yeah. He yeah yeah on the whiteboard? Yeah. i don't know, I don't know his name either bro
1: So so it was three people that I first saw that I first saw it was it was Tom Crow, right, wholesaling Inc. Uh then it was it was that guy, the 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 Polish guy, good information, and it was Mr. King Kong, baby. No dude, no way, bro. I swear, I swear, bro, I swear, I swear swear, dude, I didn't know that. Yes, yes, bro, yes, yes. In fact, in fact, I remember the video too. The video was you were you were walking on a trail. And you were holding your phone, talking to talking to the phone. I remember it, bro, and because I was like, I was like, man, who is this excited Asian-looking guy that's <laughs> screaming at the camera, man? But I appreciated it because it was it was motivation, saying you can do it. You know what I mean? Uh, and then and then you were even at the time, I believe you were you had a course, and you were for people who. You were showing them how to how to you know wholesale and you were giving experiences and things like that. And so and so for me it was motivation, man. It was motivation. So um, from that time, from that time, that was about 2016, late 2015, 2016 time, all right. I didn't do my first deal until mid-2017. Because what? there was a whole, whole lot of stuff that, that, that went, went on in my life. My first deal, I made tw- I made $750. I did everything wrong. I did everything wrong. I, matter of fact, I messed everything up so bad that the buyer was like, hey, have you ever done one of these before? And I was like, no, sir. <laughs> no. And he was like, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, I'm going to contract it for you. Okay. Let's scrap this original contract that you had. Let me go to the seller. I'm going to contractor for you. I'm going to pay you outside of escrow. Now I would never recommend that anybody ever do that. Don't ever do that because some of these guys are here shady. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and low key, low key. Uh, I think that he, he took advantage of me for sure. For sure. Um, but, but, uh, but I remember after we closed the day of closing, the day of closing cash, $750 that moment fireworks, bro. I was like, it's a wrap. This is it. I'm it's doing this, wrap. baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
0: so, so Aaron, real quick, man, you said that there was some mistake, and I think people, you know, when, when you learn from successful people, not just the success, but I think mistake is also huge. Just so not just so you can, you know, just not avoid it. But when you do come across it's how to handle it. So yeah. Aaron, let's talk about some of the mistakes that you made on your first deal, bro.
1: So, so the first thing was I didn't, I should have, I should have asked somebody for advice on how to drop a purchase agreement. Mm. I had no idea what I was doing, bro. When I say I had no idea, I remember cause I was marketing, I was marketing and then I, I get somebody who says, um, sure. I'll meet you at the property. Cause my script, I didn't have a script. I was like, Hey, I was wondering if, if I could buy your property. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> And so, and so they were like, sure. I mean, so we set the appointment and, and bro, I, and I know that the, 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 buyer took advantage of me because, because I think I offered the lady, like, I, I kid you not, like 8,000, $10,000 for her property. And I ended up contracting it for like 12 or 15. And I know for a fact, bro, that, that, that should have been at least, you know, 15, $20,000 deal, but who, who, who cares? But, but, um, Instead of, instead of uh, maybe calling a title company, you know, or maybe a local hard money lender, you know, uh, um, uh, Hey, how do I, how do I fill out a purchase agreement or maybe reach out to a trusted investor in the area and maybe offer some sort of value to them so that, so that I could, I could, you know, ask for something in return, which is, Hey, can you show me how to, how, how to fill out a purchase agreement? Um, I, I didn't, I was, I was afraid I didn't know how open people in the industry would be to somebody new like me, who, who, you know, didn't know anything, you know, I was scared. So I said, No, I'm just gonna figure out on my on my own. I tried to look on YouTube, how to fill them out. But there was nothing state specific for me. Mm. You know what I mean? There was nothing state specific for me. So it was, everything was just confusing, confusing. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to do it. All I know is that this is an agreement that says we sign. I'm going to put the number that we agree on. I'm going to put her signature and my signature. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't fill out anything else, man. And, and you know, when my, whenever my buyer, and then I didn't even turn it to title. I, I just held it. I just held the, the purchase agreement. Cause I'm like, we're under agreement now. You know what I mean? Right. So, so now I'm looking, I'm looking for, for, uh, for, for buyers. And so I went to another wholesaler because I was like, I don't know where to find buyers. Where where do I go to find buyers? So I found another wholesaler and he helped me, he helped me actually uh, find locate the buyer. And, uh, he actually got paid by the, by the buyer too. So who knows how much they made, but, um, but I, but I didn't, I didn't ask, I didn't ask for any help, man. And, and, and that's one thing that I, I definitely uh, would recommend for newer people. It's okay to ask for help. You know, I, I'd recommend, you know, if you're going to do that, maybe, maybe position yourself where you're coming to provide value. Mm. So, so, so if, if you're going to reach out to someone to help you, maybe you need help with anything in the process. If you're going to reach out to a hard money lender, uh, a, a realtor, an investor, another wholesaler, why not position it to, hey, um, whenever I get deals, maybe my first deal I can share with you, or maybe I can give you a tiny percentage of this one, or, or uh, I'll give you a finder's fee just for helping me. here. It, it could be anything. It could be anything. Or, hey, Mr. Realtor, I'm going to be doing this. I'm here for the long haul. So if I ever come across anybody in my marketing and my conversations that doesn't want to sell wholesale that I need, but they want retail, Mr. Realtor, I'll give those to you. But I need your help right now, you know, or I'll give a handful to you, but I need your help right now. Can you show me how to do a purchase agreement in our state? You know what I mean? It could be anything. It could, mm. you know what? It could be coffee. It could be yeah. coffee. Hey, do you mind if I buy you a coffee and get to know? And people love to share their experience so you can say, hey, uh, do you mind? I, I'm just a, a, a newbie. Uh, and don't be afraid to, to admit that to people. Mm. People love to educate. People love yeah. you. Ask You call somebody and say, hey, I'll buy you lunch you know, can you share with me a few things? Um, I, I won't take too much of your time. Um, people will spend an hour with you educating. So that, that, that's one, one thing. One M- mistake I made that a uh, tip that, that I would give, Kong. Awesome. Awesome, man. So for
0: those of you now, um, here's my take. Well, for those of you who, if, if you want to get purchase and sell agreement, man, just, I highly recommend any one of you are starting out, at least go attend your local RIA. Go to, your, go to your local RIA. Just Google it, man. Google local RIA. They're on Facebook. You know, I'm, I'm sure you can find one in every city, yep. right? So Google it. Find one. Find the person that runs the local RIA and ask them, hey, what purchase and sell agreement do you use? Because, you know, they, they're, they're probably doing the business too. If they're not, they can link you up with somebody, man, that, that, that can get you. Because that's also the one thing that was holding me back, bro. Is I was so afraid to get caught in the legal legal issue that I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I should use this. I don't want to get an attorney because they're gonna cost me a boatload of money to write up." Like, <laughs> and I, you know, and, and I was so afraid, and it held me back for a long time. You know, once I got once I once I got the purchase sale agreement that I know people in my area that, that, that are using, dude, I was like, I took that thing and I I was like, "Yep, it's about to hand them out."
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. So
0: so now, Aaron, let me ask you, man. So from that deal, right? From that first deal, bro. So now we 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 both know, and I think everyone that's watching can agree, the hardest, the hardest one, right, is always your first one because you're learning the process and you're trying to implement and everything like that, right? So the first deal is always the hardest. But let me tell you something. Most people, and this is this, is, this is this is the real world, man. Most people after doing the first deal can never get to the point where they can actually turn the business. Turn it into a business, like making it one, you know, pumping that deal out every single month, not just, dude, not just trying to get to 40K a month, 50K a month, but, but just to being able to do one deal a month where they can make 5K a month, dude, it's hard for that person to take that to turn to a business. So now let me ask you, bro, from that deal, dude, how do you, how do you go from that into actually turn it into a business, dude?
1: Yep, I, I, lo- I love that question. The first, the first step that I believe is believing that I could. It's, it's believing that I could and then having the desire to do it. Mm. So I believed that, this, that I could turn this into a business and I had a strong desire to turn it into a business. There was one problem though. There was one problem. I had, <laughs> I had never run a business, I had never run a business. I had only seen movies about it. I had only seen, you know, shows about it. You know what I mean? Nobody in my family ever ever ran a business, you know, not, not the ones that were around me, you know what I mean? Mm. So, so I'll say this, first full year wholesaling, right? Half a million in uh, uh, assignment fees, watch this Kong, I went broke four times. I got to hear about it. For first full year, half a million dollars generated GP. I go bro- broke four times. So, so how in the world does that happen? Well, like I said, we had never run a business. So there were no processes. There were no systems. There was no CRM. Our CRM was a, an Excel spreadsheet. It's an Excel spreadsheet and, and then guess how I manage my finances and this is with a mistake. And this is where I would encourage, I would encourage entrepreneurs. Now, if you take one thing away, and this may make your brain bleed a little bit, but take this away, read the book profit first and implement it now. I don't care if you're not making any money. I don't care if you're only, you're only making one wholesale deal and you're, and you're super broke and implement it now because here's how I was, I was operating my business Kong. I had one business. I had one personal account. That's it. And so a wholesale deal, wholesale deals were coming in, boom, left and right. Get a $10,000 deal, $15,000 deal, $30,000 deal, $20,000 deal, boom. Bro, when we were, bro, when we, when we were really cooking, bro, we were, we were making guap, crazy. And our overhead, our overhead was mad low. No processes, no systems, no nothing, right? One bank account my personal bank account. So in my mind, in my mind, I'm rich. I'm so filthy rich. It's disgusting. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm walking different. You know what I mean? But see, here's what I didn't realize. I look on my bank account and there's $90,000. I had never seen $90,000 in a year. Bro, within a few months, within a few months, $90,000, right? So in my mind, I have $90,000. But here's what you don't realize, rookie, rookie entrepreneurs. Here's what you don't realize. That's not your money. A percentage belongs to Uncle Sam. A percentage belongs to the overhead for your business. A percentage belongs to, to your uh, lifestyle a uh, percentage belongs to the uh the, the the your greater purpose that you that you to make you something that is of greater good beyond you beyond your business beyond you know it, you know you must be giving something away to to help and if you're not doing that I, I encourage you to do that but but uh the those funds it wasn't 90,000 it was much much smaller than that and so that's how we were operating the business. So what would happen is I realized you go one, two quarters, three quarters operating like this. You, I, you know, I begin to realize something's not right because I have more money in the account than I could ever even imagine. But why, am, why am I always scared? Why am I always nervous? Why am I always, I'm like getting gray hairs, man. Be, and I realize I realize when, one of my mentors recommended to me, um, Brent Daniels, he recommended to me, he said, profit first, read the book now, 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 read it, implement it now. So I implement it and I realized, oh, when money comes in, it goes into the LOC and then boom, it immediately is apportioned out to this this account, this account, this account, this account, this account. So so what happens is it feels ugly because it's like initially you're like, oh, man, I made a twenty thousand dollar deal and I'm only going to get this amount that's going to come to me. Oh, man, it sucks. But what you don't realize is the long term implication of that is at the end of the year, you don't have to pay taxes. Your tax account pays for that. You don't have to pay for your business. Your business account pays for that. You don't have to pay for bills your your family bill account pays for that you don't have to pay for this Best pays for that so and almost immediately kong almost immediately from from implementing that in my personal life it was like peace a peace of mind and and, and i'll share something if i can be vulnerable with you i'll share something with you finishing off that, that year, as strong as we did, right, we took some major, major L's in business. We lost a lot, a lot, a lot of money. A lot, a lot, a lot of money, right? And so the beginning of this year, the first half of this year has been a nightmare has been a nightmare in terms of volume, in terms of, you know, rebuilding the business, in terms of getting our processes back in, in, in shape to where we were at the end of last year. It was like literally every bad thing you can think of in business, right? And we're, we're still kind of rookies in the game, you know, we, we you know, we're, we're still r- right at two years. So the beginning of this year, we're a year and a half in business. And, and, all these bad things happen we lost We lost uh, one hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars of funds that that were invested. We got taken we got taken by by uh, uh, another another uh, wholesaler, another uh, guru um, in addition to that yeah, bro, it was crazy. It was crazy but 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 this all ties in this all ties in. so we got taken so we, so we, we lose that right then because of because of the domino effect. This position guy that I had, right, who was also, you know, part owner of the company, and he, was, he, he wasn't able to, to continue forward with us, so we have to fill that role, right? In addition to that, now operating from a spirit of fear, because how do you go from the biggest and greatest year of your entire life to rock bottom at the beginning of the year, right, and, and restarting, restarting, rebuilding the business, right? I'll say this. I'll say it now. Here's how it ties back to profit first and why is this so important? Because I started implementing that strategy, right? With all of the difficulties faced in business, bruh, I'm stress-free. Now, healthy measure of paranoia, yes. As a CEO, I think you should always have a healthy measure of paranoia, a hunger, a desire to, to keep growing, fighting. But in terms of stress, stress-free. I haven't taken a salary from my company in six months because we have to rebuild and regrow. And we are, and we are, we're finally building traction and momentum and, and we're getting ready to, to, to boom again. I haven't taken a salary from my business in six months. And guess what? I ain't even sweating. I ain't even sweating because bill account is, is paid in full, baby. The, uh, um, personal account is paid in full. And that's from using the profit first strategy. If I hadn't, if I had not been doing that, I'd have been struggling. So, so what I would recommend, one thing that I would recommend, um, in in terms of, you know, your question was regarding, you know, taking it from, all right, I've done one deal to I'm turning this into a business. This stuff runs off of money, man. It runs off of money money, money, money. And I don't want to sound materialistic, but baby, it's money, baby. So if you aren't, if you're not doing your money right, if you're out being crazy with your money, I don't care if it's one deal or two deals or three deals, man, be smart with your money. Go get the book Profit First because that money during the tough times, if you're smart now, you're smart now, man, you never know what's going to happen three, four, five, six months from now. You You don't know. And so be smart with your money now, man, you're going to thank yourself later.
0: Bro, Aaron, I love – dude, oh, my God, bro. Listen, you guys, man, you, you got to understand, man, right? Right? We get winter, we get summer. It can't rain all the time. It yes. can't snow all the time. Dude, you can't win all the time, right? What you need is, dude, when you get the losses, like, do you have the money? to yes. Stop the bleeding. You know, you got to have the money, man, right, to overcome your losses, yep. you, you know. And, and I think that's why a lot of, like, you know, sports plays or whatever it is like that, right, they make the money, they make the, they're like, oh, this is easy. Dude, I can do this. This is easy. And they go and they blow it, dude. And when yep. their career is over, guess what, dude, right? They have nothing left, dude, yep. right? They think yep. that they can always win. I can always win. I can always, dude, you yep. can't always win in life, man. You know, yep. there's there's always the opposite to everything. Yes. And let me tell you, dude. And and and, and I have to take a lot of losses and things like that as well. But just like you, you know. Uh, but 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 what what Aaron just said, profit, dude. That's the that's the you you gotta gotta read that. And here's another thing that I gotta point out for those of you who are, you know, starting out. You know, obviously. You know, our ultimate goal, the end goal, is what? Cash flow, right? Rental property. I think, I think, yes. majority of real estate investors, that's the ultimate gate goal, right? That's the ultimate goal. It's mm-hmm. getting to the uh, the passive income buying rental property. I, I get some of you ask me, Sukong, so, where do you where do you put your wholesaling money? Dude, that's where it goes. But listen to me. When you're first starting out, now it depends on where you're at in your age and what is your ultimate goal. Yep. Yep. And, and what? Aaron just said, dude, it's huge. Your business, dude, it needs fuel. Your fuel is your money. And dude, so if you want to grow your business, so my thing is, dude, be focused on building that cash cow first before you buy your cash flow.
1: Mm.
0: So let me tell you what, what I mean by this, man. is build your business up first to the point where it can pump you, man. Lots of money every single month. Because you gotta understand, your passive income will only give you a little drip, a thousand bucks a month in passive income. Dude, it takes a long time, man, because passive income is a long-term play. It takes a long time, bro, to get your, your passive income to like 5K a month, 10K a month, 20K a month, yeah. right? So in the meantime, dude, your business, dude, it cannot grow you know, as quick as it can grow and scale as big as it can scale, if you're taking the money you make, let's just say you make 10k or 20k, and then, then boom, you dump it into buying a rental. It gives you now that rental gives you 500 bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month. Dude, that is not enough, man, to yep. feel the beast. It's yep. gonna slow your way, right? It's gonna slow your business down. It's gonna slow the growth of your business. A lot of you get all excited about, oh, you know what? Having my money work for me, so I can sit back and aim doing shit.
1: <laughs> right? but
0: I'm, tell, I'm telling you is that you're too rushing into the game.
1: yeah yeah
0: listen if you're in your 50s right if you're in your 50s that's different right and, and maybe maybe your game plan is different you're okay with you know the slow growth but i'm telling you build that business first build that oil business first then eventually get to the point where it pumps out you know 30 40 50k a month that's when i think it's time for you now to start taking that money Right, and then dumping into buying passive income. Yes. I'm sharing with you not because something I read, not something I, I, I watch on YouTube. That's exactly what the wife and I did. We were just f- focused on man, oil up, oil up, oil up, fuel back in, fuel back in. But you know what, Aaron just, just also touched base on is that like, I don't know how, I don't know how, how, how a lot of you do it where you, 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 where a lot of you, I think, mistaken where people say, hey, take, take whatever it is, dump it back in, dude. I think you need to sit down and dump a percentage in, yeah. but not Agreed. go all in.
1: Agreed. 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 So Agreed.
0: I, you know, not, if you make 15 K, don't just take it, dump it all back in, dude. Just, 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 slowly, but always set some cash aside uh, for any speed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people might, might hear people say, Hey, you know what? Take whatever you make and reinvest it back in. Right. But dude, w- what, what people get it wrong is that oh now I make 15k. Well, dude, let's get fancy. And that's the mistake, dude.
1: Yes. Thank you, know you for I mean? that. What Thank you I for get that.
0: Fancy, dude? Oh, I make yep. 15 G's. Well, people said it back into my business. So guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get the system. I'm gonna hire employee. Two, you're not in positions,
1: right? yes. like you, you need
0: to you need to focus on what is working for you already and just keep on doing that same thing until mm. you get to the point where you can take some money, man, and go through the trial and the error. Now, yes, listen, maybe, may, maybe Aaron, in his area, he said he doing um, text messaging. He, sometimes text messaging works in a certain area, you still got to go through the trial and error with the mm-hmm. system, with your team, right? So you, so so, so you got to understand, you can't, you can't take the, the 10K that you, you made and, hey, now I'm going to take the 5K, I'm going to try this new marketing, Dude, it's, the, the trial error Airman is going to burn through that money, man. Yep. Just, yep. just keep on going what's working for you. Yep. Once, listen, you, get, you have 10K. Losing 5K on a 10K, dude, that freaking hurts. That's 50%. Yeah. What if? But when you get to 100K and you lose 5K, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I'm telling you because I, I made the mistake. I was confident, dude. Uh, Aaron, I went into the market. I went into a market, right, a new market. And I've been doing this for a while, so I figured, you know what? I'm gonna take some money, I'm gonna dump it in here, I'm gonna get a deal, it makes back in return. Dude, 30k, go poof. 40k, go poof. Dude, <laughs> I think um, I looked at my account, dude. I was 250g's out. And dude, I've I been was there. Really <laughs> Smoke, dude. It goes. I have been quick. there. It goes yep. quick. Um, so Aaron, I mean, we're we're getting close to wrapping this up, man. Um, okay. what else? Uh, I, I guess what else do you gotta say? Uh, to to the people, you know, starting out either in this business or closing their first deal now, they're looking to scale up um, and all of that,
1: man. I would say, I would say the, the first thing is just understand that it can be done and, and work on you. And I know that sounds like a cop-out, but if you understand that it, that it can be done, then you're not going to make any excuses for why, why, why it's not happening right? And, and work on you. And I say work on you because this business, it's three components. It's people, data, speed, you know, Uh, can you get to the deal fast enough? You know, can you expedite the process, right? Can you, can you uh, pull, pull good data, right? That, that's, that's where you're going to be able to reach out to people. But, but I think the most important aspect of this business is people. And, and not, just, not just the people that you're reaching out to asking if they wanna sell the home. There's the people reaching out asking, hey, do you wanna buy a home? But then there's the people of uh, uh, your vendors, your title company, you know, if you have an attorney, a realtor, you know, hard money lenders, other wholesalers, those people, but most importantly, most importantly, in my opinion, is your internal team. If you cannot lead them, if you cannot lead them, then and you cannot inspire them, then, then you'll never be able to build anything sustainable, anything mm. noteworthy, because you will forever be in a situation, S-Quadrant, Robert Kiyosaki calls it S-Quadrant, where the more you grow, the more you work, the more you work, the more you grow, the more you grow, the more you work, and now mm. you just own a job. I don't want that. I want a business. I want a business. I want to be B quadrant, a business where I own a process and other individuals work that that process for me while I scale the business as a CEO. I want to be a CEO. That's what I want. That's my desire, my hunger, my passion, right? I say that because all, I say all of that to say, if, if you cannot, if you as a leader need somebody to motivate you you are in trouble if you, as a leader, are waiting for your company, your business, to magically get momentum. Your company is in trouble. So, um, in no matter wh- whether you like to admit it or not, you have to be a leader, and it starts with first leading yourself, because there's gonna come tough t- times in this in, in this business where you have to make very very tough calls. And, and if you've disciplined yourself to say, hey, I got to go, go go through it and and, and I'm, I'm going to keep moving no matter what. I'm Rocky, you know, you punch me, I'm, come, I'm getting back up. You know what I mean? If you discipline yourself to be able to do that, then then you're going to go with the punches. And those are the ones. The the Darren Hardy said it best. He said, "You wanna, you want to know who the successful ones are in this industry? And this goes anywhere. You want to know who the successful ones are in this industry? Wait five years and see who's still here.
0: Because, I mean, dude, the real world is, yes, most, dude, to become a successful entrepreneur, not, not an entrepreneur, everybody can be, uh, call themselves an entrepreneur, dude, to become a successful entrepreneur or have a successful business, too, it takes so so quick and much, man. Yeah. It takes it takes a lot, and and I think what most businesses fail within one or two years, something like that, bro.
1: Yeah, one or one or two, man. And with and with what's going on in our society right now, I would say maybe even maybe even less. And Dude, and can I wish- can can I can I say one thing, Kong? Yeah. Everybody wants to be successful, but very few people can handle the pressure. Done.
0: Um, Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> we wrap, wrap, wrapping it up man dude, I, dude
1: that's real man that's real
0: yes and, and dude, aaron's on here man just dropping bomb and you you guys for those of you i, I think you know just 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 touch base on what aaron just said there's just only three dude the three ingredients man when you're starting on on anything number one just like what aaron just said you gotta believe it's possible so some like, okay let's say someone came across a video like us talking about wholesaling well, if you don't believe, right, that is possible, then obviously you're not going to dissect and say, hey, I mean, you're not going to dissect and dig deep into it. You would, just throw, you would just throw the information away. Second, you've got to believe that you can do this, yep. which means you've got to eliminate all the excuse, man. Eliminate all the excuse and believe that, yes, if he can do it, she can do it. I, too, can do this. And that will give you the, the, the motivation, man, right, right, to take. But step number three is take freaking action. A lot yes. of you are sitting on your freaking couch and say, Hey, I want to look good like this guy. Hey, I want to look good like Aaron, but I'm gonna eat some freaking uh, McNaughton. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, you've got to take action, right? You see people that succeed, but you forgot the price that they paid to God. Yes, you
1: yes. You know what I mean? Yep.
0: You, 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 like, you want the price tag, right? Like, like you want that trophy, you pay the price. All right, and then number three, or I mean, finally, once you take the action, see you the last one most people can't even can't, can't even pass, and that is, are you willing to stay committed, dude? And that's it. If if you if you do all of that, you stay committed, man. The result is gonna come, man. It's just soon, sooner or later, right? Yep. Because we all learn differently. Yeah. So, um. Um, Aaron, man, how do people now? Because too you drop so freaking much bomb, dude. And uh, listen, bro, I love you, bro. The energy, the, the 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 stories, dude. I love it, man. How do people now, man, connect with you and get more more of Aaron? I more, man.
1: Mucho You should The the best place best place to get in contact with me is my Facebook group. Superhuman wholesalers, superhuman wholesalers, superhuman—just like the word superhuman wholesalers. The Facebook group, look it up. Go add yourself. It, it's uh, you know, I don't, I don't do any mentorship. I don't do any, any, anything like that. Um, we, we, we have a little campaign that we do monthly. It's free, uh, but it's, it's not to teach people. It's just like a little accountability thing. If you can afford a mentor, I recommend that you go and pay for a mentor. And I mean that because, you know, last year we, we paid, you know, definitely, our, you know, enough in mentorship to, to see the value in it and recognize the value. So we don't do that but we just shared gems and nuggets with people that we're even still trying to implement in our own business. So it's all organic. It's all grassroots. It's no fluff. It's just a, a, a bunch of, a bunch of raw and real, man. So, so superhuman wholesalers, that's the best way to, to get in contact with me.
0: Awesome, man. So, no, okay. So you guys, I'll make sure that I put the link right below and Aaron, I mean, dude, I want to say thank you so much, bro, for jumping on taking your precious time to drop bombs on the, wholesale million family you guys if this video add god a little bit of value to you which i know a lot be sure to hit that bell notification turn on um you know uh turn it on also hit that subscribe button smash the thumbs up for my man and thank you so much bro until next time you guys take care my Ciao pleasure
1: Later.